Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast that tells the story behind the book. It includes insights from authors about how they compose their work, what inspires them, and what they hope you'll take away from their book. Here's your host for this episode of Books on Air, Suzanne Harris. Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Sloan Fremont, filling in for Suzanne Harris. This is a podcast where listeners get the secret story behind every book. Joining me today is Shanette Mons, author of the book, Slaves of the One They Chose to Obey, A Family Torn Apart. In her book, Shanette tells the story of her family and their desire to follow prophets and witch doctors and how they ended up slaves to those they were seeking help from. Shanette, I'm fascinated by your book. Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much. So let's start out, why don't we, by telling the audience just a little bit about yourself and what led you to write your book, Slaves of the One They Chose to Obey, A Family Torn Apart. Right. I, uh, I, I, I was born in Zimbabwe in the rural areas um, where people believe in their, in their traditions and uh, most people there uh, believe in witch doctors and um, prophets mm-hmm. and um, very few people believe in Christianity. I was educated there. And when I was growing up, I was part of that belief. But as I grew up um, at the age of about 14, um, I, I was baptized. And uh, that's when my eyes were opened mm-hmm. to realize that um, there is a higher power than these prophets who enslave people right. by making them afraid, right. instilling fear in them. Right. And that's such a, um, well, there's so much there, right. With our beliefs. And then we're, when we, um, almost like when we put the power outside of ourselves, right. We're, we're seeking that power or that those answers elsewhere, then, um, it's very easy to become, I think, controlled by those that we're actually seeking help from and maybe not even realize that that control is taking place. And so it's such a, um, a balance there, I think between personally, what's, um, what's right for you and not getting wrapped up into somebody who's directing you in ways that maybe aren't in alignment with yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So can you set the scene for the listeners and, and tell us where and when your book takes place? Uh, my book takes place in Zimbabwe, in the district of Jombe, which is a rural area where I was born, uh, where I was brought up. And um, in, the re- in, in the towns around that area, really not very far from my home, Kweru, Kwekwe, um Loyola Mission is all around uh, the area where I was born. So that's where it mainly takes place. Okay. And are those, um, those that you mentioned, those names, are those, what are those towns or are they? Kwekwe is a town okay. very near to my home area which is a rural area. And then Gweru 
is just about 30 miles from Kwekwe, and that's where most of my relatives were working. Okay. Yes. Okay. And so in your culture there, is it common or um, maybe normal for people to seek help from prophets or witch doctors? Oh, yes. Yes. Actually, they think that's being African. Ah, and I, even though I choose, I choose to, I, I beg to differ. Mm-hmm. They think being African is believing in witch doctors, in prophets. And whenever you are ill, you have to go and ask who, a witch doctor or a prophet, who, who is making me ill or who is making my children ill. Or I'm having this misfortune, or there is, um, yeah, a death in my family. Uh-huh. Who is causing this? It's always somebody. Yeah, causing it. Things do happen everywhere on this planet. People get sick. People die. Doesn't mean that somebody has caused it. But right. in my car, it's always somebody causing it. So sad. Ah. Uh. That's so interesting to me that, so it's almost, is it, I guess maybe you might say it's a, a blame um, exchange where somebody's going to a prophet or a witch doctor and expecting to be able to place blame on someone else. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And if a prophet or a witch doctor doesn't tell you who did it, many people believe that they are not a good, they do, they, they can't see, they are not good prophets, oh. Oh. mediums, yeah. They have to place the blame on somebody. And normally, it's somebody very close to you, right. either a neighbor, a brother, a sister, a very close relative. So your book touches on, on this, what you just mentioned there about being blame, blaming someone else, a family member, a neighbor. And in your book talks about this and about family divisions and these things that often aren't talked about in public. So can you give us um, an example from your book of, of what you saw, how, how this happened within your family? Um, there are so many sightings in that book, but I'll just mention a few. Okay. For instance, uh, my brother's daughter, uh, Charlotte or Chanel uh, passed away. Uh, actually, um, she had um, an abortion. Okay. She was in of a pregnancy and then she died. Even when it was so clear that she died trying to get rid of pregnancy, somebody was behind it. Somebody had to be blamed. They still went to the witch doctor to find out who did it. Mm. And, the, and the witch doctor was not short of uh, people to blame. Right. If somebody was blamed and it was my sister. And so, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm thinking this is so, um, so interesting to me that this, this happens. And I guess as I'm thinking about this, then do, does the witch doctor generally know all of your family members? Like, is it a tight-knit community where the witch doctor 
knows everybody. And so, or is it more of a generalized claim of, of a person or do they call specific people out? And that's a very good question you asked. Normally they try to go as far away as possible so that um, uh, nobody will claim all oh, the witch doctor knew. And that witch doctor there, who they get to, um, is never specific. Oh, okay. It, it's always, oh, you have a sister. Everyone has a sister. <laughs> right. um, you see, and this sister envies your um, your daughter because your daughter is uh, is pretty or educated. I mean that's so that's general, right? Very, and then yeah. those who are trying to find out have got to decide themselves who to blame because obviously my brother had many sisters. So he had to choose which sister was being referred to. And when that happens, and there is such a hatred, division in the family for no reason, for for something so flimsy and general. Right, right. And especially in a a culture looking to blame, and so really the witch doctor opens the door and then the, the person is the ultimate decider of who they decide to blame for the situation. Is that how it works? Exactly. Exactly. Um, I don't know if you read my book where when Chanel died, they went to the witch doctor who asked them to look in the But this witch doctor gave them a drug, a hallucinatory drug. Mm-hmm. And they were to look in a bowl of water. And then whoever they saw there was the killer. Oh. And the five people saw different people in the bowl. Mm-hmm. Which shows, and, and, and the witch doctor didn't even make an effort to correct, to say, this one is the one who, who is right. He just said, I want my money and you go. All he wanted was um, the group to tell him what to do with the culprit. Right, right. And this leads to such a, a, uh, if you think about, you know, the power of belief, right? Because in this instance, the witch doctor is planting the seed, let's say, and then we as people then internalize that and where our belief goes is where we're going to find <laughs> what, what the end of the, you know, at the end of um, whatever we're looking for And this, what you're talking about. And with your book is, is such a, an example of that, of, of the beliefs that we hold and what we want to see. Cause I, I would imagine sometimes maybe a family member or a person comes to a witch doctor already deciding, maybe having thinking that blaming somebody or, you know, another person, and then um, maybe looking to the witch doctor to confirm that, or at least give them some sort of way that they can say, yes, see, I told you that was the person. It's true. It's true, really. Yeah. So how is this to write about for you? Since this is such a, I would say maybe controversial topic. I I imagine in your culture, it's probably not written about very much. I don't want to put words into your mouth, so I may not be right there, but can you tell us a little bit about what this was uh, like for you to write? Um, Yes, as you rightly said, 
not many, no one wants to write about it. Mm-hmm. Even it's even though it's something that is known, it, it's like a taboo. Yeah, and I had to write about it because my family had been hard hit by this hatred. There was so much division, mm-hmm. so much hatred that my brothers, my sisters. Um, were hated each other so much that my sisters were hiring a hitman to poison my brother's uh, children. Wow. Because, because, as we said earlier, um, the witch doctor always blames somebody. Right. And my brother, being a very cultural person, when his daughter died also this is a second daughter in the family this is my younger my my, the youngest boy in our family the daughter died trying to get rid of an abortion as well right many years after the first one chanel chanel Mm -hmm. did it in 1980 somewhere there Mm -hmm. and this one in 2019 i was trying to get rid of um, a pregnancy and um, anyway, my brother didn't know that that's what happened. He took the whole family, about 20 members of the family, to a witch doctor very far away. Uh, actually, this one was a prophet. And the prophet, which is very unusual, pointed his finger at my brother and said, you killed your own daughter by witchcraft. And um, he accused him of killing many other people who have since passed in the family in the presence of all these people. So everybody there was on edge. We've got a killer among us. So what are we going to do? So secretly they came back after that meeting. My brother had been destroyed, accused, they came back secretly and asked, what shall we do to protect ourselves? Because right. he's a killer. And then they were told, uh, whatever witchcraft he has, it wants blood every year. So whenever somebody's ill, who is not your brother's daughter or son, um, it's better that um, you find a way of killing his own children, so that his witchcraft is appeased. And they believed that. Oh, my gosh. So they, they, the witch doctor said to appease your brother's witchcraft, who was accused of, of killing, that, yes. that the family needed to kill his children. Yes. Whenever they right. feel their child is about to die, uh, because nobody should be ill in, in, in our culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how that happens. Everybody, <laughs> right. In every society, people get ill. Right. Now, uh, w- when my sister's uh, grandchild got ill and um, she went back and got some poison and then hired somebody to poison one of my a brother's children who was about 31 years old and with uh, three children mm-hmm. died suddenly like that from 
from poisoning. Wow. Yeah. And uh, that made me really determined to expose this tradition of going to the witch doctors and prophets. Right. And they lie and they lie and they lie. Right. And um, I'm sure many people agree with me because my brother then for the first time believed that they do lie. Because he was accused of killing his own daughter. He knew he hadn't done it. Right. <laughs> yes. 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 So, and so are the witch doctors ever held accountable? No. Okay. No, because I, I figured I that. Tell but, you what, yeah. yeah. I tell you what, if I say it's the African culture, <sighs> even people in top position, the politicians, Trust them. Trust uh, which doctors. So who are you going to report them? Right. Right. Yeah. There's no nobody um, overseeing them. Right. They oversee themselves. And yeah. Wow. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit again, your book is, is so fascinating, so interesting. And can you tell us a little bit about maybe what surprised you most about writing your book? Uh, what surprised me most, because when I wrote it, I, it, it was either do or die. I didn't care what happened to me. But when I gave it to people to read, my friends uh, in this country, I'm in the UK and at home, oh, they congratulated me and said at least somebody has said something about this. People actually are fed up of these witch doctors and prophets, but right. they don't know how to go about it. Right. And they were telling me, actually, they started to tell me stories in their own families, how their families have been divided by these witch doctors and prophets. Right. I can, I mean, I'm thinking about that and I, I it would seem that I, I would guess most families are divided in, in some way because of this. Yes, because it's yeah. so if it's culturally expected or it's um, just the way it is, then it, it seems like it would lead to very um, divisive families throughout the country. Exactly. Every family, there is division because in every family, there is illness. There right. is death. Yeah, right. there is misfortune. That's and, part and of death. life, right? That's, That's part of life. Right, yes. right. Yeah. And putting the blame on somebody else doesn't change that, right? We're, no. We will still face these things. Exactly. Exactly. That's what we have to learn as a people right. in, yeah, in Africa. And I thought it was only happening in Zimbabwe, actually, even in other countries in Africa. Mm. Yeah. So and really, Yes. And so has your family read the book? Are they aware that you've written the book? Yes. My brother has read the book. My nieces have read the book. Some of them have read the book. But um, because it's been published in in the UK, I haven't put it in the bookshelves in Zimbabwe, mm -hmm. which is the next thing I want to do, put it in the bookshelves in Zimbabwe. And I want to send some copies to the libraries. Right. So yes. that it's available. Right. And is that something that 
would bookstores accept it in Zimbabwe? Would they accept this story or would they try oh, to yeah. suppress it? Okay. Bookshops are there to make money. They would accept yeah. anything. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just wondered if it would be something that, um, you know, would try to be suppressed because of, of the story, because of the story that you're telling and it not being culturally acceptable to tell. Yes, but um, there are many people who are, who are suffering under this yeah. under these mediums, these witch doctors, these so-called prophets. There are yeah. so many people, and they yeah. don't know how to go about it because it's something that is not talked about. Right? Talk about it, everybody's against you. So. They just everybody has got to suffer, but no, people are suffering under these divisions, and some of them have been accused. Right. Yes. yes. I could imagine if you wanted to speak out against it, or if you didn't agree with it, or wanted another way, then you would probably be accused of <laughs> of being the one that's at fault for something. And so I can that's see the true. the fear that might be there for because of that. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. What are you most proud of about writing your book or maybe a proud moment that you had uh, during the writing process? Oh, my proud moment was being able to spill it out. Yeah. Yes. And to be able to, uh, to say, whatever happens to me, my book is there right. and they will know the truth. Right. I have right. talked about what someone nobody has dared to talk about. Right. That's that is making me really proud. Yes. Yes. And yes. the courage it took for you to do that, right? And in the and I want to congratulate you on that because I'm 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 certain that was not easy. And um being able to do that um and have that truth out there, there's so much uh I think personal um just how it makes you feel inside, but also knowing that you're doing good for other people. You're helping get the word out, helping people to understand that and that there is a different way. Yes. And there is another thing because I was worried that most of us are growing up and there are children who've been born into our family in this hatred. Some of them don't even know how it started. Yeah. I want everybody, even the little ones, to know that it wasn't like this. Yeah. Actually, the hatred, the hatred is baseless. It was right. all caused by mediums, witch doctors, and prophets, which we shouldn't be going to. Right. And again, it's um, it sounds like also you're helping people to understand that these people that they're going and seeking the answers for, um, you know, we're putting all of this power into these people, right? We're, we're um, by, by continuing to go to them and ask them these things and believe them, it empowers them. Right. And when we start to see another way, like what your book is, is helping people to see is that takes the power away and it puts the power back on the people more than outside of themselves with these, um, these mediums, these witch doctors, uh, and as the title of your book says, then you became you become slaves to those people, right? Because you think they're the only ones that have the answers, and that inside that we don't we don't have our own answers, and that's just not true. Yeah, 
That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because we really become slaves to those we put ourselves under. If you go and kneel before a witch doctor, a prophet, and say, you know better than me, yeah. you are making them more powerful than yes. you. Exactly. And then you have to accept everything they say. And if yeah. they say you are going to die, psychologically, you are going to die. Right. Yes. Because you believe them so much. Yes. Yes. And that belief is so powerful. It's something that uh, I, I think your story illustrates that so much, how belief is our own internal belief is so powerful that it can, it, it can actually free us or cause us to be slaves. It's exactly what your, your book is about, right? When you choose to believe outside of yourself and become a slave to that, then that's how you will remain. But if you, if you um, start to look at wait a minute, maybe that isn't like your brother did, right? As he saw, he was accused and he, he knew he didn't do it. And then it, it's like, wait a minute, th this isn't what I thought it was. And um, I think that telling your story is so courageous. It's, it's so, um, I think also for maybe, you know, this is not something that I was familiar with or um, had an understanding of. So it, it helps, I think, people who maybe aren't familiar with your country to understand that more as well. Yes. Yeah. So just a couple more questions before we wrap up here. Um, who would you say your book would appeal to and why? Um, it would appeal to the Africans as a whole, because mm -hmm. that belief is all across Africa. It's not just in my country, Zimbabwe. It's all across Africa. And in some other parts of the world where they believe in these uh, mediums, witch doctors, because it's not just Africa, the African continent that has witch doctors and these prophets. Mm -hmm. So it will appeal to those people wherever they are, even those who have emigrated to the to countries where witchcraft is not um, um, recognized, mm -hmm. where they came from, they know how it affected their families. It will appeal to them as well. Right. Amazing. Yes. Uh, again, um, Sunette, congratulations on your book and, and on your, your courage for, for writing it. And my guest this week has been Sunette Mons, author of the book, Slaves of the One They Chose to Obey, A Family Torn Apart. Um, before we wrap up, Jeanette, what, what's one thing you want to leave the readers with today to make sure that they know about your book and about your story? Um, I want to leave them with this message that don't put yourself, don't put yourself under anybody. Don't ever um, make yourself, yourself a slave of anybody. Right. You are a person in your own right, and there is only God. God in heaven is the one who is bigger than everybody, who knows everyone, everything about us, and is the one who protects us, not another human being right. in the form of a witch doctor or a prophet. That's not right. Right, right. Amazing. That, that's such a beautiful message. And Jeanette, again, I want to thank you for joining us today and being our guest on the Books on Air podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> you can find more about Jeanette's book, Slaves of the One They Chose to Obey, A Family Torn Apart on Amazon. And I'll link to the book in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. 
You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join us for the next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who is going to be here, and you never know what we are going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.